Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at HoopheadsPod.com. episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that magical five star review wherever you get your podcast plus if you can like share subscribe that's right subscribe below Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, today, right there for you at Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air, especially when the Lakers win, like today. So go ahead and subscribe today at the Lakers Fast Break. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Val, for stopping by. Go ahead and subscribe. Be part of the action. Great to have you in the chat. The world's best Lakers chat room right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Plus also as well, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to go ahead and support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and follow Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, today at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, if you are in Southern California and you want your lawn transformed into something beautiful something that's the envy of every single house in your neighborhood go ahead and talk to joe today through simblades.com that's simblades with the y.com plus you know what we also have here the number one lakers blogger that's out there laker tom you can go ahead and catch his latest article today at lakerholics.com plus also as well Yummy Sweet, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet with his five things articles. You know Jamie Sweet is going to post something really cool and fun with his latest five things articles on tonight's game, and that's going to be at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at Hoopheadspod.com. If you can go ahead and take care of us on all that. Plus, again, like and subscribe. Always liking that. And also join our watch parties at Playback.tv. Sign up for free today. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And you can go ahead and catch us all game long. We were all there. All three of us. We're going ahead and complimenting the Lakers. We're going ahead and trashing Russ. We're going ahead and talking some smack. We're going ahead and cheering them on. You can follow the action with us today 
at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And if you can do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. We're going into tonight's game. LeBron was listed as doubtful, and unfortunately that still meant he was out of the game, but he will get an extra few days off because the Lakers have off until Friday, and they deserve those days off because they played a whale of a game today. Strong defensive performance. The Brooklyn Nets on a back-to-back at the Crypto.com Arena couldn't get the job done. The Lakers, again, with a very good performance from Anthony Davis, 37 points, 18 rebounds, really a dominant performance from him, also holding the Brooklyn Nets in check as well. I mean, just a really good performance overall. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, chipped in with 25. Austin Reeves chipped in with 15. But the most important part that was mentioned by both Joe, myself, and also as well, Laker Tom, is the fact that in the fourth quarter, as the game was getting closer and closer and closer, as far as the lead that was very much a part of the Lakers for most of the game was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, Darvin Ham kept Russell Westbrook out of the game. And that was the key as the Lakers started making their run and took control for good as the Lakers did end up winning to go 3-10 and on the season. Let's celebrate because they win 116-103. to And here today to talk about the game, first man up, first man here. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and have your lawn transformed by his company, Sinblades. With a Y, Sinblades.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, Laker Tom and I and you, and especially Laker Tom in in our chat, watching the game on the live stream, we talked about the fact that Darvin Ham, you know, we criticized, you know, pretty much a lot of the things that were going on with how he was coaching the the offensive sets. But when it came down to it, he made the most brilliant move of the day when he kept a struggling Russell Westbrook out at the right time. He must have hurt us. Yes. Very happy he did. It's not a complicated sport, Gerald. I think Phil Jackson said that one time when uh, I think they traded for Jimmy Jackson, I remember, during their lean years. And they were talking about how is this guy going to pick up the triangle? He goes, well, it's still basketball at the end of the day. And when you simplify things for a team that's struggling, you know, you, you, you let them then play off of their ability. You let them play off their athleticism. And then when you're reading – the game, you go with what what's, what strengths have built your lead. I will say this one thing, and then I'll go into the really, really positive stuff. The, the Brooklyn Nets look like us shooting. I think that assisted us a lot tonight. But that happens in an 82-game season, and we just happen to be on the other side this time. So I want to thank them. Back for them. I want to thank the Nets for – uh, playing like crap and missing open shots left and right. That reminded me of, of what we've been doing all year. With that, when you look at the statistics, which I usually try not to spit off a bunch of statistics, but the way the Lakers ended this 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 quarter, this fourth quarter, uh, they ended up shooting over 40% from three. They shot 85% from the free throw line and just under 50% from the field in general. AD played about as superstar MVP caliber as you could, dropping 37, 18, 
didn't miss a free throw, which is my favorite part of it. Ten offensive rebounds. I mean, that's that's the stuff that crushes a team that you're playing against because you go through a 24-second shot clock, the team misses, and then you have someone who gets ten more chances to score. Uh, it's it's a uh, it was a very very nice relaxing win. There was some tense moments there when Russell Westbrook was starting to falter, but luckily Darvin Ham uh, heard us or heard him heard the, the conscience in his head maybe to take out that problem and letting Lonnie Walker control the ball uh, and allowing some form of a threat at the outside and surprisingly some movement to the basket. I did not expect Lonnie Walker to be someone that could handle the ball and get to the hole and draw someone there enough to where they could lob it to AD. I, I saw some really good basketball today, probably the best basketball I've seen uh, all year. And I don't expect the Lakers to shoot the way they did. Unfortunately, I would love for them to shoot the way they did. We would win a lot of games, but maybe some morale boost, maybe. And we're going to, I'm going to admittedly say after Tom is done speaking, I'm going to admit that there's some things that have changed. And this is part of what I think is going to be important for the show and our fans is just because someone says something two weeks ago, doesn't mean we don't change our mind in two weeks. We have to read what we're watching. And I'm going to let Tom go through his opening here. And then I'm going to tail into what he says into something that we've discussed before the show started, because I think there's something that needs to get done here um, at this point. This needs to get done. It's not about the future anymore, or at least the distant future. It needs to be something now because this could be catastrophic if there, if it isn't addressed. Well, the Lakers do get a little bit healthier over the next, uh, what, three, four days because they don't have a game now until Friday. Plus, there's rumors that both Thomas Bryant and Dennis Schroeder are going to be back in the lineup, or at least available for Darvin Ham on Friday's game. Plus, you assume if it's a day-to-day injury with LeBron that he's going to get about, what, eight days rest between uh, then and mm-hmm. uh, when he got injured. So, if that's the case, he might be moving back for Friday's game against the San Antonio Spurs. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Zangerstein says this team has a chance. Lonnie and the others are good. They just need to be slotted on their roles. Also as well, when you see Russ struggling, I mean, Laker Tom, you know, and pretty much everybody here was calling it in the first and second quarters. When he's struggling like that, he is absolutely of no use to you. It seems like it's six on four at times. And really, you got to make the move and just be brave enough to get him out of the game and keep him out of the game. He finally did that in the fourth quarter, and the Lakers made the run that finished off the Nets. And here today to go ahead and expound on that, good man indeed. He's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Everybody has smiles today. It's all good. Absolutely everything good. Yep, shaka bra. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, great to have you here. Lakerholics.com is going to be up in an uproar. Everything's good right now because the Lakers won and they played extremely well. Well, you know, it's it's the kind of response that you really want from a team when they're down. When you hear the, you know, LeBron being very honest about the status of the team and and Anthony saying basically that the the team's 
chemistry and everything was a two and 10 team. And they've had this pressure, you know, they were supposed to these, these first two games that they were supposed to be the games that they were going to really, you know, they were supposed to win the next 10 games and, and show the, show the team, show the front office that they're worth spending two picks on. Um, so this was a, you know, I tell you, I was watching, I was watching the huddle as they broke the huddle, Eric, and we had the watch party on and Joe and I were looking at that. And I said to Joe, I said, I don't see him, Joe. I said, I don't see him out there. I said, it, it looks like Max Christie is replacing Russell Westbrook with eight minutes and 28 seconds to go and a six point lead. And I'd said earlier in the broadcast, if he doesn't pull Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter, that'll determine who wins this game. And Darwin Ham did the right thing. He pulled Russ out. He put the kid in, the kid that Gerald says should never play. And basically, the team went on a route there and, and played just terrifically. The other thing he did is that when you have Russ and AD on one side of the floor as the two guys that are candling the ball, that makes it so easy not only to double-team AD, but also just to leave Russ open and dare him to shoot. Well, if you give the ball to Lonnie Walker because you don't have Russ in the game, and Lonnie Walker all of a sudden is a guy that you can't leave alone because if you leave him alone, he'll do what he did tonight, and he'll hit three threes at a critical time, and I'll win the game. And that just shows you how important just even one more, one Buddy Heald, one Joe Harris, you know, one guy like that who other teams just cannot leave alone, and they have to attach somebody to him. Those are really important. And then getting somebody like Miles Turner who can who can handle a lot of the banging that, you know, I mean, we need more than Wenyan Gabriel as our backup center, you know, and we need more as a starting center. We need some size. We, we played well. We won, we won the points in the paint. We won the rebounding battle. We won the three-point shooting battle. That's really where we won the game. And we played great defense. I mean, they're, they're, they had won four straight games holding opponents under 90, under 100 points and had the number one defensive rating in the last four games in the league. And they came in here and we whipped their ass. So this was a big win for the Lakers. It does a lot for them because first off, it you go to that four days off with three new guys who are going to be in the lineup and you go with that four days off and it gives you the opportunity to to put some things together and have a positive attitude for a change and so forth. The other thing I think it'll do, and I'll, I'll let Joe take it this from this point, because we talked about this before the game. I've said that there's, there's tremendous pressure on the Lakers to do something because they just cannot, they cannot let, they cannot tank the season. They've already promised LeBron that they would trade the picks. They've, they've come out and said that, 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 Rob is the going to be the guardian of his legacy as a Laker. And, and you can see already that there's been complaints by the players about, you know, and, and the fans, you know, imagine what it's going to be like if we really tank the season and Joe will tell you why they absolutely cannot tank the season just because there's this one other factor that is just a killer. Um, but you take all of the other things that the, what the fans are going to feel, what the, this team cannot go through and play with the three and 10 record for the whole season. And they're going to be something like that if the team doesn't do anything. So there's one other factor that seems to be coming into this whole situation of, 
I think tonight is going to encourage. I think tonight will give them some confidence that hey, this is this is Bubble AD. It may not be the same shooter as Bubble AD, but he's even more dominant inside, and he showed that tonight. And uh, he played. He, you know, he's been sick. He played with heart. Um, I don't think you can doubt that. I think he may not be as great as LeBron ever, but he's the guy. And we may need other guys to to come in to join him, but. He's a unique player in that there isn't anybody else in the league who can really anchor a defense the way that he can and still perform on the offensive end. He can be Rudy Gobert on defense, but he can't be chased out of a game because he can't cover guys on the perimeter. Um, so he's this was a big game for the Lakers, and I think it's going to there's going to be a trade. I would think it's even possible there's going to be a trade next week. We've got those four days off. We don't have a game until Friday, and we have the we have a special factor, and I'll let Joe talk about that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Richard, I will say that, yes, we have heard the Bradley Beal rumors. No, we don't want Bradley Beal because at the end of his contract, you're paying upwards of close to $60 million a year for a player that's injured. In fact, he wasn't playing for his team today. So I doubt that. And then also as well to Tom, you know, uh, it's a good thing that Brooklyn really was hounded by the Lakers defense. Christie did a good job on defense, but with none and Christie, you're getting 30 minutes of zero points. And against better teams, that's not going to work. So I'm just thinking that right now that 
the Lakers did play good enough defensively to get the job done, but you got to have more of a bench uh, presence on with games against better teams if you want to stay consistent and start winning on a more regular basis. Well, you need to be Rude Reeves and Walker to the bench. <laughs> you know, 15 and I'm 25 sure off the that. bench for them would be great, you know. Um, well, we'll see. But that's the problem. That's a problem. When we have guys who are starting who shouldn't be starting, and that means this that the true. guys that are backing them up shouldn't be backing them up. So if you if you can bring in, let's say we can find three starters, at least two and probably three starters. Uh, I think that's a doable thing. We can find three starters, and then that'll take three guys who are in the lineup now and make them the sixth, seventh, and eighth man. Um, and that's how you build the team, you know. I mean, you just can't sit there and say, we're not going to make any changes simply because none of them will none of them will make us the team we want to be. I mean, that's an idiotic stance to take. I'm sorry, say again again. What? What say what say what again? What's an idiotic stance to take? To basically take the team and not improve it at all because oh. because yeah. you can't improve it to be as good as you want it to be. Well, again, you know, we're, we got a great performance defensively as a team. They showed energy tonight. I think it's also the fact that we caught them on a back-to-back because they did play a game yesterday. Hey, that's fine. That's the way the Lakers schedule. That's where the NBA schedule goes. You got to go ahead and have effort. And they showed that in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most. Yeah. Absolutely. They made the shots when they needed to. They did. Uh, Joe, anything to add? I guess uh, John McCallion, go ahead and check out his channel as well. Great channel. Go ahead and subscribe there. He mentioned that you only showed up tonight because the Lakers won. Um, you got uh, uh, got to be says LeBron needs to come off the bench. Great chat once again. Our Lakers chat going wild again. Uh, Westbrook and AD combo looks good. I don't know where you saw that uh, uh, as far as Westbrook. <laughs> got to be Westbrook did not look good tonight. Ten assists. I'll give him that. But man. It, if you heard Laker Tom, you heard Joe on the live watch party, you would realize, yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight with Westbrook most of the game. But go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah, self-employed uh, without a job. That's that's funny. That's coming from the uh, – I, I used to do some acting in the, in the past. That's that's the title. And you, most of those people usually uh, – yeah, they looked like they didn't have a job uh, or a car. Uh, but anyways, enough of uh, simpletons like John. Let's talk about some real studs here. Like uh, Zanger said something that I kind of caught my attention here. Uh, And it's going to segue into Tom's dream trade this year, which initially was not supported by me. However, we are now dangerously playing with something that could be catastrophic in many directions. And right now, by winning this game, looking at the standings, we're not sitting at the best possible position in terms of record to be that problem. Uh, But we are tinkering back and forth there. So winning is going to be not only important right now to try and, well, originally was trying to be a competitive team, go to the playoffs, possibly make a run. But now you got to make sure you avoid the having the worst Easy. record in the league. If you have the worst record in the league, that means you're guaranteed the top four pick. And the Lakers have had a good habit of getting at least the number two. And if you give the Pelicans the one or the two this year, or I should say in 2023, this 
catastrophe goes into a completely different level because now you're you're giving away what I believe is the generational player at number one at one Miyamba and then Scoot being a likely all-star and if he's healthy for 10, 12 years, a Hall of Famer because he's got that kind of talent. Distinct John Morant, part two, and that's what that is. So the Lakers now have to assess themselves a little bit further. If you start going into, you know, you start going into Friday night and you don't beat Detroit, it's starting to get real. It's starting to get real. You're going to have to make a move and you're going to have to make a move in terms of the future in the next six months. And you can't worry about 27 and 29 anymore. If you end up giving the Pelicans a top two pick, one or two, by the end of this, you are it's 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 ten times worse than giving a draft pick out in the first round in twenty seven and twenty nine. And the stress of this is it doesn't look like management understands the finer points. So unless they're playing possum, or I'm sorry, opossum, if you want to be <laughs> technically correct. You better you better have a plan. You better have a plan. We're not winning a title this year unless some freakish thing happens. And let's say if the trade happens with Indiana and Buddy Hill turns into Clyde Drexler in 1995 and then Miles Turner turns into uh, Hakeem Olajuwon with AD playing 2020 AD and LeBron somehow harnessing an MVP-type performance, you're likely going to have to play this year to avoid – giving the Pelicans a transitional player even beyond Zion, which is the scariest part about this right now, for at least for me. Changes the whole outcome of the AD trade. And why are you complimenting John? He, he doesn't deserve any compliments. He deserves. He, and he no one's watching his show. What do you mean? No, no one's watching his show because he doesn't have a show. So... Well, not right now, but he's got a he's got a great channel. People need to check to that out when they're not show. checking out us. He supports us; we support him. That's how it works, my friend. Got to go ahead and and you know do what you can to support your friends. Absolutely, support. I support. I support my family. Uh, Richard has a question though. When Braun is in the game, no one moves. The offense is stale. When he's not there, it moves fluently. I don't know about that, uh, Richard. I mean. I Laker Tom, myself, and Joe pointed out several possessions when Russ had the ball where he t- was doing his best James Harden impersonation and holding the ball for 24 seconds until he made his own move. I mean, yes, he got 12 assists. So it's kind of like you could take Russ at certain points, but he does make has a tendency to make poor uh, decisions. Tom, you know, Russell Westbrook, it's like all over in the chat. People are supporting him and people are supporting against him. Uh, you know, I, but you know, I, like yeah, I said all the time, Gerald, I, even even in the most critical games when I would yeah. be cursing Russ out. And, and if you're and anybody who watched the game, you know, I mean, I don't hold back when Russ makes a good play, you know, and, and Russ makes passes every game that there aren't anybody else on the team that can make that pass. But LeBron. Every day, every game, he does that. The problem is, is that he is. He has totally no sense of value of a possession. You know, you work so hard on defense. You work so hard to rebound. You work so hard on offense to score. 
and and those possessions are gold. And and Russell Westbrook absolutely doesn't give a darn about those possessions. Richard's asking me to do a Lakers fast break dance, so I'm doing a Lakers fast break dance right there for you. Absolutely, but don't, I, I don't, agree with don't, you. Don't do that again. <laughs> no. All right. Just because you asked for it, to, I did it yeah. once again. I will say with Westbrook, it, it's just you are. It's a roller coaster with Russell Westbrook. You get some great passes, you like put, you, you said. put him in the game and you let him go wild, and as soon as he starts to sputter, you take him out. And that's the thing you have to gauge because when yeah. it goes awry, it goes off the chain. And right. I mentioned, but you know, you, he goes awry more. He listen. Some guys can play when the pressure's not there, but when the clock's starting to come down and and the game is on the line, Russ doesn't function well. He doesn't function as well as he does when there's no pressure. That's why. Look at the last two games. Why do you think Darwin Ham pulled him out this time? He saw what happened in the last couple of games. He said he he backed the decisions that Russ made. But then he saw what happened in the first half. No, no, Three no. Got, 47 okay. seconds, and we blew, we blew a lead again. Got to be uh, – you are incorrect on that. True Laker fans support the Lakers, not Russell Westbrook. If a player is not playing up to capabilities, we cannot support him staying on the court. Everybody who saw the game today saw what was going on with Russell Westbrook. They saw that the fact that he was minus six, he was not playing well in the third quarter. You saw it trending worse, and you saw the fact that the Lakers played better without him in the game. The lead in the first half, the same way they did yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not. Don't call us not true Lakers fans because we we don't support Westbrook. We support Westbrook when he's playing well. But when he's not playing well, you cannot continually have him out there because he really does really hurt the team when he's not playing well. It's almost like playing six on four. And you know this. You've seen this. You saw it today. You saw it today where there are points where he makes great passes and it's great rust. And you also got to gauge when he's playing badly. And you got to admit when he's playing badly like he did today at times, you got to make sure you t- you have him out of the game so he doesn't hurt you any further. Joe, do you agree, concur, not concur? For those of you who watch the game, like we do, I'm going to give you a scenario. A turnover can be more than just a turnover. A terrible shot from three that clanks, in some cases, is a turnover. On top of that, it could be a terrible shot because you've been handing... You, you couldn't initiate the offense for whatever reason. And then that clank starts a fast break for the other team. They go score or they shoot a three and make it. Now that turnover becomes something else. I think, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think there needs to be a new statistic since the NBA and sports in general love these analytics stuff. You know, Killer. that is a statistic that I think you should start taking because I think that's a legitimate one. Okay, let's, well, let me go to let me go to what Jordan Brown says here. He says, "I don't think that's a fair statement about Westbrook, Laker Tom. He makes mistakes, yes, but he's not a turnover machine." I want everybody in the chat room to go to that page if they get a chance in another tab. That's from Stat Muse for last season. Okay, Trey Young had the most turnovers last season. Guess who was number two last year? Two hundred and ninety-five turnovers. Two hundred and ninety-five turnovers last season. And I'll leave it at that. 
Okay. There's also the issue of timing of when those turnovers happen. Exactly. The reason Darwin Ham took him out of the game was because those critical turnovers have been happening at the end of the halves and at the end of the games. He cost us a double-digit lead two straight games now at the half. Because when they made that 11-0 run, when the Nets made that 11-0 run, they did it in a minute and 47 seconds. A minute and 47 seconds. That's the moment when I said to Joe, if Russell Westbrook, if Darwin Ham plays Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter, we're going to lose this game. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't play him, we're going to win this game. And again, it's not any, we're not trying to disrespect him as an individual. He's an, he is an MVP. He's one of the all-time greatest players, you know, top 100, whatever. And he's a Hall of Famer. But again, it's about how you're he's done a great the game. job. He's done a great job of adjusting expectations and playing. Well, they the think bench. when we're attacking, the, the, we're, they think we're attacking Russell Westbrook. We're attacking him as an individual. We're not. It's about how he's utilized in a well, basketball. Same game. thing about any Laker. Player I gotta say, LeBron James or Anthony. I gotta Davis say something about made that. the mistakes that he made at the end of the games. I gotta say something about that. Anyone who interprets us criticizing the person over the game really needs to evaluate their interpretation skills. Okay, I'm not going to Russell Westbrook's house and throwing eggs at it. Okay, I'm not going online and going. Russell Westbrook needs to go change his shoes or whatever. I think this is kind of ridiculous. I don't care if, if I need to put set the record straighter. I do not care about the players' personal situations. Everything I say is about their game. It's about their game and their decision-making according to basketball. Now, the outside influence, which is something that Laker Tom had already pointed out that he's sick and tired of it. And a lot of people, a lot of our, our people are sick and tired of it. But unfortunately, things keep happening and it becomes the topic of, it's because it's involving basketball. It's involving the league. So we got to get out of this personal stuff. It, it really getting, it's getting out of hand now. We are criticizing basketball decision-making. We are not criticizing what Russell Westbrook does when he goes to the supermarket. You see the difference? You ever see me say, did you guys see what Russell Westbrook did yesterday? He parked in a handicapped spot. What a demon. No, I don't care if he parks in the handicapped spot. That's that's the meter made to deal with. I don't got time. I got too much stuff to do to deal with that. And Russell to Westbrook. Got, well, hold on. And to got to be, yeah, LeBron, we have criticized LeBron this year. He is not shooting anywhere near what he shot in previous seasons. He is struggling He has the this lowest year. plus minus on the entire team. Yeah, we're, we'll call game. it like we see it here at the Lakers Fast Break. So it is not the same LeBron that yeah, you had I last year. I posted that on Twitter. I posted that on Lakerholic. Yeah, so we're not, we're not 100% behind LeBron as far as him being, you know, a, doing great this season. He's been injured. He's had illness. But he's also not playing well, and he's also 38 years old, playing 36 minutes a game. Also, based off of basketball, what does LeBron-centric team need? What is the best remedy or best Shooting. shooting? He's had nothing. Guys, we've been watching LeBron James for 20 years. Okay. He's not going to the basket as much. He's shooting a much more from the outside. The numbers go down. He's playing an older man's game. You give 
LeBron James shooters, or if they shoot like they did tonight, you're going to see LeBron James of old. Most of the time. Healed and you'll see a total, a total change in how many times LeBron can get to the basket. Here is the hill. Here is Tom dying on that hill as far as Indiana. And I've been fighting for Miles Turner for this team for, for five years. Well, you'd now. be getting two. You'd be getting two, Byron Scott. <laughs> you'd be getting two shooters. One that happens to be the quintessential. One that happens to lead the league in shot blocking for two years in a row. You're getting the. You are getting the quintessential center of today's era. A guy who can shoot the three and play defense, and is 26. I know I was against it at the beginning of the year. Why? Because I didn't know this was going to happen. I thought they'd be five and six right now after 11 games. I didn't think they were going to be, you know, three and 11. Three, three wins away from the one chip. They could be six and five right now. Very easy. I'm just saying there sometimes guys in life, you got to adjust. You say something a week before, then you assess the situation and go, wait a minute. No, this is what needs to happen. The reason why is this has nothing to do with winning a title anymore. We're not winning a title this year. What we need to do is protect that draft pick. And by protecting it, we need to start thinking about winning games because we need to make sure those two picks, especially those two picks, even don't if we go get to, to the, the plan, even if we get to the plan, that that's just something where you can go ahead and, and say, you just make it hard. Why, why not cut the gap to getting to be a good team? So you, so you you improve the team so that you're able you're you can make next year's team a championship team fairly easily. Don't just leave yourself in the same situation you are right now so that you've got to in summer you've got to go from 29 to first. I mean, get yourself up to like 15 or 10th or Here's that's another Exactly, like that. that's what I'm here's, saying. Here's another thing. Here's here's another way to look at it. Here's another way to look at it. Let's say we make that trade. Let's say a superstar next year or in the summer says, I want to go to LA now. And if you get, let's say a, a, a Turner and a healed healed still has another year on his contract. Yeah. You get Turner, you sign him in the summer after the year's over. Now you've got those two contracts. And if somebody goes out and says, you know what the hell with this team, uh, I don't think a Bradley Beal would do anything, but let's say a Dame, Dame, Dame Lillard or something. You don't want. Yeah, to I, have I, something I, I tried to make that argument, but in, in the end, in the end two unprotected first-round picks are worth more than Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. <laughs> Please don't no no more Bradley Beal rumors. You don't want his contract. You, has no, no, anybody no, no, seen Beale, the back no. end on Brad, Bradley Beal's contract? Do you realize for a thirty-five-year-old player what you're paying for him? Hmm. I don't think they're going to make that trade. No, no, no. I, don't I hope think they're it, I that hope bad. to God not, because that's no, going to look I, real bad at the end of that deal. I think that that entire story about the Lakers waiting for some superstar was just somebody figuring out they understand the Lakers' personality and their three-star, you know, fixation. And so they basically just made this up as a BS thing that, oh, yeah, they're looking for somebody, but I won't even tell you who it is. I'll tell you offline. Offline BS, you know. I mean, obviously, it's it's nothing more than a placeholder. It's a placeholder for KD, for Bradley Beal, for about a dozen fictitious people, Zach Levine and so forth, that might end up on the Lakers. The Lakers have to make a trade. Just like Joe said, they cannot not make a trade. That's the position. You know, that's, that's what Rob Palinka 
is going to be one of the luckiest SOBs you've ever seen because he's going to be forced to make a trade, a trade he didn't want to make, and it's going to turn out it's going to turn out to save him because the trade will work, and he'll come out of this smelling like a rose, even though he almost totaled the team in retrospect. I mean, it's just like some guys are just you know that's like ah, I got Kobe Bryant as an agent, I'm set. There are rumors that according to Ime that the Lakers want to trade Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn for Miles Turner. Is this true? I don't think it would be good on Indiana's side, to be honest. Although that is uh, a lot of money coming off their cap as far as expiring contracts. At this point, you have to you got you got to do something. You can't risk you can't risk having the one or two worst records in the league. Yeah, this was a nice win, but guys, if you watch the game, the Nets were missing the whole game that's not going to happen regularly but once again the lakers do win yay 116 to 103 it's the lakers fast break gerald glassford along with joe sorrow from lakersball.com and simblades with a y.com and of course laker tom from lakerholics.com is that the case trade ad got to be got to be has been very active on the chat you know what we thank you so much for being part of it. Appreciate you being part of the best. No, we're not going to trade AD. I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure on that. I don't think know. about I, it. Think, think about it. If we go into summer, what player should the Lakers trade? Well, it depends where the Lakers end up. If they don't end up in the, you know, at least in the playing hunt, if the Lakers end up continuing playing, you got three three guys, out- you get, let's say that you've gotten rid of Russ. Okay. Okay. So you're left with two. You're left with two big contracts. LeBron James at 38, and Anthony Davis at 27. Maybe 28. 28. He's 30. Is he 30? He's 30. It's okay. So Changes LeBron at 38 or AD at 30. A few weeks ago, I was thinking the same as a lot of people that. AD is not going to take the baton from LeBron. He's not going to be the superstar of that level that LeBron is. I'm not going to disagree with you, got to be. He doesn't have that Kobe gene that makes him want to, you know, just kill people. Um, But he's a unique player, man. He's like the best defensive center in the league. He's like the best guy you could build to anchor a defense. And he can dominate inside. You don't trade him. And you're not going to trade LeBron because you are the Lakers and LeBron's going to retire a Laker. They'll somehow figure out how to get Bronny and Bryce. It's a situation where the Lakers do not have a choice. They cannot tank. They do not tank as a team. They've never tanked. Jeannie says they'll never tank. And if she tried, if they tried to not trade those picks and go through the season, they would get so much feedback and anger from fans and from the public, the press, and the media, that it would be untenable. And then you throw on what Joe pointed out is, if if all this tanking by the Lakers ends up in sending Victor Wambanyana to the New Orleans Pelicans along with Zion, I, you know, Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss would be tarred and feathered and dragged out of town. The Lakers are a trust. They're a public trust. And you cannot screw a public trust like that. You just can't. The Lakers will make a trade. They may try to cheap out and make a trade for one pick, 
but they're going to make a trade because they have to make a trade because they cannot tank. Period. That could be a possibility got to be that he would end up with Cleveland at some point because obviously they're playing well. Uh, Darius Garland, even though they lost, did score 51 tonight. Or with also, Bronny. Big Sh- or with Big- Bronny. Or yeah, he'll go. Remember, he's also got his two son. His second son actually is playing better than Bronny. He's so bigger. I would have a he's feeling bigger. he might want to try to play on both their teams before he heads on out. But also as well, a big shout out to Joel Embiid for 59 points tonight for the Philadelphia 76ers. So great game by him. Once again, though, it's a great game by Anthony Davis. Let's go ahead and give him a huge shout out. 37 and 18. 10 offensive rebounds, Joe. I know you're just... <laughs> <laughs> your size says it all but 10 offensive rebounds as you talked before that was a major key see this see this is this is it this is the reason right here personal stuff this is why they start saying oh you're talking about you're talking about their kids when they're going to have their estate plans going on when they're going to move to cleveland when they're going to go to la this is how that's how it started that's how it started we're talking about the lakers the lakers Okay, and Jeannie's saying that they didn't tank. They don't tank. Did she go into a, a coma in in 2016 and 2017, <laughs> or did I go into a coma? No, we were just genuinely bad, not tanking. Come on, bad. man. We started Sacre at center. If that yeah, didn't say. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> that didn't say. Just imagine. Imagine know that if they don't do anything, if they don't do anything, it's going to get. If they don't do anything, they are two injuries away from having the worst record in the league. Mm-hmm. And then you're giving, likely, likely you're giving the Pelicans one of the two best players of the next 10 years. So you guys better wake up. You guys yeah, better wake up. We talked trade about this. Turner, Turner and Heel is the safest smartest trade they can make we talked about this during playback there are very few now when i say this i want you guys to follow what i'm saying there are very few from the beginning to the end beginning to the end generational projects that more than exceed what their potential was in the last 50 years You had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, and Wenbenyama is going to be that other guy. That's five. Five players in 50 years. So be careful. Think about that, Gene. Five-star review. Five-star players. (laughs) Five-plus stars. Six stars. Now everybody's like, well, what about Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan was picked third, guys. No one knew. I'm talking about from the beginning to the end. Beginning. Not Larry Bird. Not Carl Malone. Not John Stockton. Not Charles Barkley. No. Those guys were not. No one knew until they became. They knew they were good. I'm talking about they dubbed these guys from the beginning that they were going to be great and exceeded it. Kareem, Magic, Shaq, LeBron. And Wimbiama is going to be number five. That is a multi-multi-generational player. You cannot give that guy to the Pelicans. You win this year, and you sacrifice if you have to in five to seven years. There is no other discussion anymore. It's over. You already screwed I agree. it up. Uh, you know, and I, Joe, you know me. I was the last to get off the trade, those two picks. But seeing how bad that the Lakers start, 
okay, because if the Lakers continue going two and eight every 10 games, mm-hmm. that's a lousy <laughs> record. That is a very good chance for Victor Wembyama for the New Orleans Pelicans. That's something we don't want. And he is, you don't know in 27 29 that you're going to see a Victor Wembyama as a transformational talent come around that time. So I am very concerned that the Lakers will actually do that bad and give up that pick to New Orleans. So I am, I am now with, with the guys. I think you should go ahead and do whatever it is, even if it means, again, well, like I said before, that it doesn't move the needle far enough to get the Lakers into a championship conversation. Even if it gets the Lakers at get halfway at least, get halfway yeah, that's, at least. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Even if it gets you there to the conversation where the Lakers get out of the lottery, fine. Absolutely fine at this point because we do not want to give them victor. Not Do not want to give the Pelicans victor. That would be awful. Absolutely. And actually what we should hope for is for the Pelicans to do as well as they can. Actually, we want them to do terrible, don't we? Yeah. Yes, we do want them to do. Yeah, I want them to get the number two pick. <laughs> so they decided to switch picks so they swap, next year. They swap the number one, their number two for our number one. <laughs> that would still be bad. Yes. Yeah, I know. With all due respect to Scoot, you can't go through the year and have a record of sixteen. With all due respect to Scoot, six. <laughs> that would be 16 worse. Sixteen to sixty-six. What a record. Scoot is really good. Scoot is Scoot's going to be an all-star. I can tell you that right now. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be an all-star. What I saw live in person when I saw Scoot, he he's going to be a player. He's going to be a real player. If you, people I know that uh, talk to back and forth on him or the Thompson twins, for me it's Scoot, and it's not a question. It is like a clear number one, a clear number two, and then a very talented draft after that. From what I'm seeing already, so. I, again, the I Lakers have to say that watching watching Victor Wambanyana fall down on the ground was like watching a giraffe fall down on the ground, a baby giraffe. <laughs> I mean, he is so his fluid. legs were splitting like the way that I was saying, "Oh Jesus, that's true." That but when like, he's standing upright like and he's playing, man. he can move. He plays like a small forward. It is yeah, so he plays like a wing. He just is just so awesome to watch. He is so gifted, and I really think he's going to be something special in this league. That's why you cannot have that bad a record, Lakers. Listen to me. Make a trade. <laughs> Cater to Laker Tom. Make the trade. Even if it gets you to mediocrity, it's worth giving up for because he Victor Well, it'll is also save LeBron and AD. I mean, yes. the one thing that LeBron wants is a shooter. And the one thing that AD wants is somebody to play center. And Laker Tom, I know you just didn't, I know you've been saying it. Let's say they do make the trade and it does go right. It does go off the rails and the Lakers end up being, you can always trade AD. Yeah. You can always trade AD on the back end, you know, for a package. The The whole point of doing that trade, first off, you don't trade either one of those picks under any circumstances for players that have an expiring contract or that you're not going to sign an extension to you, you trade for keepers. You don't give up an unprotected pick for, for anything, but keepers, they may not be superstars, but they got to be guys who you figure that, okay, these guys can be here five, seven years. You know, that's what you trade for buddy heel and, and, and miles Turner, because they're both, <laughs> they're both under 30. They're guys who they fit the window of Anthony Davis. Um, and so you immediately, because Turner's on a one-year deal, you have to sign him to an extension. And you sign him for a one plus one, 
to make it match up with LeBron and AD. So you got two years for that. You got two years basically where you're going to have these four guys and that's what you're betting on. And like you said, you can still pull the trigger and trade them, especially in the following summer because it's going to be expiring contracts and so forth. Jim, don't even if the Lakers do, you know, win the lottery and pick number one or AKA New Orleans, don't burn your Lakers gear. There's no need to burn your Lakers gear. Although a lot of people were trashing the Lakers gear tonight, as far as awful Clippers wannabe uniforms. You know, those uniforms were terrible, man. Those were terrible. <laughs> whoever whoever signed off on it, I mean, I, they ought to publicize the. Sh- they ought to publicize the sales of the different jerseys because there are some of those jerseys that those marketing people have to predict is going to be a dud. I mean, uh, I wouldn't buy one of those jerseys. It all, it all depends. We'll see. We'll see in the city. You can actually follow and track the sales. There's actually ways you can go ahead oh, and do there? that. Really? I believe there is. Yeah. So uh, I'll then, leave you. I'll let you. You can do a special Lakers fast break on that. No, I don't think so. I, that would be you, that's you reaching. To, yeah. All right. We'll you go d- deep in depth. This is Gerald, this is Gerald directly here at NBA.com store. Yeah, because uh, Gerald yeah. likes to always talk about money. So that, that'll, yeah, that'll work. Well, but, you know, money makes the world go round. And, mm-hmm. You know, when I tell you it's not about money, it's about so. Money. So is diseases. No. Well, it's, it's money, money or love makes the world go round, and it's about the money. All right. So Once again, your love make the world go round. Well, I don't see, see much. I don't see much love it's happening right around, around the world right now. Okay, the we need to see a lot more love. Around. We need to see a lot more love. Love for the Lakers. Love for the Lakers. Fast break. How about that? Love for Lakerholics. Love for LakersBall.com. Love for Sinblades with the Y. Sinblades.com. How about that? Give some love out there for that. How about yeah, that? Sure. Well, yeah. people love the service. You can go on the site and see all the five-star reviews. But, yeah, like, got to be, it's always about the dollars. It's always about the dollars. See, they ha- but they can't pay you with love, Joe. If they want their lawn transformed, they can't pay you with love. They got to pay you with dollars. True. <laughs> I'm not saying it's well, not important. But, I'm just but, saying it's not the make sure you don't compromise well, you your know. ethics. Let me say something. Let me say something as somebody who's older than these two guys. <laughs> okay. I've literally made and lost millions in my life, and there's nothing more important than love and family. Period. Oh, and if you, and however long it takes you to learn that, that's the lesson that you really need to learn in life. Because other than that, you can have the most money that you could have in the world, and you're not going to enjoy that last few minutes of your life. Can't take it with you. Nope. But you can leave behind a family. You can leave mm-hmm. behind a family that's taken care of. You can leave behind a family that believes in the right things. And so Gerald, forth. did you hear that? That was beautiful, guys. That was beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Almost as beautiful as the Lakers winning tonight in a cruise 116 to 103. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being part of it. Joe, you mentioned something that you wanted to talk about as far as this topic. I think that uh, you're seeing, we talked about it briefly before we went off the air on our live watch party, but it's something that you wanted to go. Oh, Nick Wong, much love, Laker Tom, right back at you. Oh, there you go. Love and family. Almost on cue. There you go. Nick was watching. All right. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Preach, Laker Tom. Preach. There you go. There you go, Need. But before we head on out, you wanted to go ahead and touch on a subject, I think, as far as 
the league is concerned because we're seeing a trend in the league right now on I'm not say the eve because I still say it's probably about maybe three to five, maybe even seven years away as far as adding new teams into the mix as far as expansion is concerned. But you're seeing a little bit of a trend going on in the league right now. Joe? Yeah. Talking to me? Yeah. I'm, you're the one who I'm, said it. Yes. I, I, I guess I got caught off guard for a second there. Sorry. I thought you were talking to Tom. Uh, I asked a question uh, off air that – is this the most athletically gifted era of basketball? You have players like, heck, even Cam Reddish had a had 26 points tonight. And uh, Shea at, at OKC had... Uh, He's been playing off the hook. Yeah, he, he dropped the 37. Uh, Joel, and I'm finally starting to look smart on uh, Pokashevsky. Finally jo- starting to look smart on Joel, that. 59. Garland, 51. You're seeing, you're seeing some just off the charts skills from what we would normally call the guys that are maybe borderline, borderline to good players. We're seeing them do these, having these amazing games. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma had a great game. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, today so, he kind of shot, but he's still re- 11 rebounds. He's able to contribute in other ways. It's we 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 are uh, our revisionist history is one of the one of the diseases we have as as people. We keep thinking that what happened before was better than what it is now, which is complete hogwash. There's a there's a few things that are true there, but more often than not, if you're looking at it from the NBA standpoint you're probably not going to be able to look back and see this much talent athletically and execution wise ever. And that's even no, they, saying, also, they also changed the rules. The take rule has really added points to everybody's scores. Well, there's more possessions. I understand yeah, that. You know, I think it's like five points per game higher than last year. Yeah. Just because of the take. Now, rule. now with that, uh, I happen to, Look at a statistic uh, while we were doing the show um, that's, I think, never going to be equaled. John Stockton played 16 seasons playing all 82 games. (laughs) And he played a 17th season where he played the full season, which was the strike season in 1999. And then the, the, the next and one how was, many minutes a game did these guys play? A lot more than the so, guys today. So so Stockton, I believe, averaged 37 minutes a game, I think, if I remember correctly. 37 in the mid in the mid-30s through throughout his career. Uh AC Green was second at 14, which I was expecting him to be number one. I had totally forgotten about John Stockton, even though he's one of the most durable players that ever played with Carl Malone. Carl Malone played 10. Jordan had nine. I think Otis Thorpe had nine. Uh, Randy Smith had 10. Uh, just an amazing feat. I think that's the only thing the NBA is missing right now. And here's where it becomes important. If you're going to have this kind of these kind of performances and the NBA wants to stop getting into this always trying to fix things every time someone complains, fix the 82-game thing, okay? Try to enhance the game 
to the point where or incentivize the players to play. Imagine if these guys are playing 80 games a season, these guys that are creating these amazing games, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to start watching. But if you're going to keep sitting all the stars and they don't know when they're going to be there, no one's going to really pump it up. And maybe you don't care. Maybe they don't care. Maybe because they have the $150 million a year TV contract, you know, local contract, they don't care, which I, I wouldn't put it past Jeannie, even though she, she does say it. And even you just proved to me right now the fact that she said, if she had actually said that, that we don't tank, she's completely just at this point, completely oblivious to how much of a liar she is. Um, and it makes sense that she hired another liar like Rob Palenka. Uh, but my, if this gets to jo- um, Adam Silver, Adam, stop worrying about like stupid little things that have nothing to do with actually grabbing that audience and saying, man, if John Moran is playing on a, on, on, in a January game on a Friday, I want to go watch that game. I'm going to go spend money and go watch that guy. How much more, how much better is it going to be to promote your game when you know that these guys are available game in and game out versus, oh, is this the week he takes a week off? So we want to start pushing this now. I want to start pushing, you know, we're talking positiveness. We're talking about all these good things, okay? We're seeing some good things. We're telling you how how some of the stuff that's coming out is actually good. The performances are good. There's a lot of good talent out there. AD showing up the last two games. Has been Showcase it, guys. Showcase it. Look how different it is when AD is playing all the games, even though they've stunk all the games except for one. Feels good because I, I was. I think some people that weren't paying attention said some things about AD. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. AD's been here the whole game. Don't, don't. He's been here the whole year. You only missed one game. Okay, one game. He's been playing. He's been showing up. Maybe a couple of quarters here and there. He kind of let us down, but he's coming and he's playing. And if he's going to come and play, to me, that's the first step. And then now, I think a lot of his enthusiasm tonight was the fact that his players freaking shot and made the shots. I mean, guys, this is an emotional game. There's a momentum here. There's a feeling. There's relief. Like when he would do his thing and know that Lonnie Walker was going to make the shot. It, it changes your demeanor and it showed the whole game and winning. It's just like Shaq used to say, when you fed Shaq, he played defense. When you didn't feed Shaq, he didn't. Now he was more vocal about it, more honest about it, but it's true guys. These guys want to get fed just like any animal, just like any human. You feed them, you get good results from it. There you go. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Good points by Joe. Laker, Tom, any thoughts to that? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm looking at the uh, stats from the game. Um, and this is the defensive ratings for last night's, for tonight's game. Um, and it's really impressive. Net rating, Lonnie Walker, 34.3. Troy Brown, 33.4. Austin Reeves, 28.7. Anthony Davis, 23.1. Rat- Matt Ryan, 19.6. Patrick Beverly, 18.9. Then you had Wenyon, Max Christie, Russell Westbrook, minus 57.1. Minus 57.1? How do you do that 
in a 48-minute game. <laughs> I mean, and then when you look at defensive ratings, Lonnie Walker, 91.9. Matt Ryan, 83.8. 93.8. Wenyon, Max, you all the way down. Anthony Davis, 110. He's like eighth. And and describe these numbers again, because Jordan Brown was asking the chat. Good question, Jordan. Yeah, they're the first numbers I went through were the were the net ratings for last night's for the night's game, and they had right. all of the starters: Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, uh, Patrick Beverly. The lowest of them was eighteen point nine. Russ was minus fifty seven point one. And then, uh, that, actually, I'm sorry, that was Russ's defensive rating. I just think when it comes to Russ, you just got to gauge when he's playing well and then when yeah. you see him going well, off the rail. If he's playing well, let him play. If he's not playing well, bench him. And, and most that's importantly, the thing. And, and put him in the game when the game's on the line. And that's the thing that, that Darvin Ham and also before him, Frank Vogel was very hesitant on doing. Oh, you know, they felt like, oh, well, he's a veteran. He's a yeah. future Hall of Famer. Oh, we got to play him X amount Frank of minutes. May, Frank may not have had permission to do it. But it, Darvin Ham, you Darvin, know, even Darvin up, does. They said that up until this season. point, has only had a couple times where he's actually put out Russ. And only he's only sat out Russ for only small periods of time. Yeah. This is the first large chunk when it mattered the most that they really said, you know what, Russ, you're not playing well. You need to sit down for the rest of the yeah. night. And you know, it. Listen, it's hard as a coach because, and especially for Darvin, because he'd gone out on a limb for Russ, and then Russ had really rewarded him by surprising everybody by being by contributing well off the bench the problem is is that that solved part of the problem which was how do we get off to a good start with without with russ in the starting lineup now we're dealing with the second part of the problem how do we close a game if we got russ in this closing lineup and the answer is the same as you decided for the starting lineup you don't have him in the closing lineup because LeBron's in the starting lineup, and LeBron's going to be in the closing lineup, and you're staggering LeBron and Russ. That means, by definition, if you're staggering them, that Russ does not start and close halves or games. And that's the way it should be. And I give Darwin credit for, in a tough situation, making that decision, and he made the right decision, and he didn't bring him back even for a minute. He didn't bring him back for a courtesy call or anything. He sat him from 828 Six down, and we end up winning by 13. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let me get this straight. We're going to play a like a video game together or Well, not exactly. Okay, fine. W- where's the controller? Uh that's it's it's right here. This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you Well, here you're going to need these two. 
dice. You've just had. Are these even dice? We are going to play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be? Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? Oh, my friend, you have no idea. There's Nosferatu, there's Vampires and Vitae, an actual play podcast, season two to Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, I think a good point to what I think Jordan Brown says in the stat, because he's saying, since when do we not go off of rebounds, blocks, steals, etc.? Let's take a look at Russ. I mean, 12 assists tonight. If you looked at that, oh, maybe he had a pretty good game. Maybe he was playing well. Yeah, he was during, generating- period, during periods, he had a great game. He was making some great passes to Russ. Yes. And other people. But you also got to look, like Tom says, you got to look, you know, they, those guys on the bench are getting the numbers on who is effective when and how, because it's ongoing. Those stats are coming in. In today's modern technology, those analytics are coming in in real time. So you got to go ahead and measure it out and make better judgments. And the thing is, you cannot go off of, well, he's an MVP, he's Hall of Famer. You know, you got to go ahead and get him his minutes. You got to go ahead and have him in crunch time because he knows what to do. That's not always the case. You got to go as a coach and make the best judgment for your team. I was smacking on Christie, on Max Christie, zero points, but he played effective defense when you need it the most. So that's probably what's better suited for that team that was needed because they were having all the offense they needed with Lonnie Walker and AD doing so well on the offensive end. Well, you want the, you wanted the ball in Lonnie and, and AD's hands, and if Russ was in there, that immediately he wouldn't even be dribbling at twenty four seconds. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was a big part of it was getting the ball in Lonnie's hands because you notice that AD didn't get doubled this time. Why didn't he get doubled? It's very simple. He didn't get doubled because it was a two-man game with Lonnie on the other side of the court. They were playing on the left-hand side of the court and running that pick and roll over and over and over. Um, and that- Also, and, and it's been hard for LeBron to play the two-man game because he's been shooting abysmally. Yeah. So now when Lonnie Walker was hitting those shots, they couldn't. They couldn't really double AD because they knew if they left them open, he was hitting the shots. If we're we, in a- we need to have a shooter as the guy who is the easiest the defender that can easily double has to be guarded, has to guard your best shooter. And then on top of that, AD was able to get offensive rebounds in, in, in bunches because they couldn't stack the paint. Yeah. Guys, well, it's, then, not the it's not complicated. It's not that complicated. I, I'm not saying we're not, we're a better team without LeBron. Again, the Nets did help us this, to tonight by missing pretty much the whole night. They weren't really good at shooting at all. And they that didn't have Kyrie. Us. They didn't have Kyrie, which they, yeah, they didn't have any, they didn't have and but Steph was, Curry who's been playing very well for them since he came back yeah. from injury. The, the, and ben, and the, ben Simmons. Well, that's been the oh, detriment. I don't care about Ben, ben Simmons is going to be out of the league in about five years anyways, if teams are smart. Clutch client. He may be So when we talk, so Jordan yeah. mentioned something yeah. that we've been talking about uh, for a while now. Why, why are, why, why, why do we have, so many more triple doubles in the last five to six years. Well, I think the, the the possession situation is is what's created that we have many more possessions during a game versus what used to be a half court game. There were t- there were eight, times eight faster. Yeah, there were times in the regular season where there was the old uh, adage of uh, well, you know, you ran a little bit more during the regular season. Then when the playoffs came. You slowed the game down, and but, you know that when I was the, when I was a kid, though these games were 140 to 130. 
I mean, the NBA, there was a period when the NBA was just scoring like crazy. Yes, and I and I'll, I remember watching, I have, a, I have the they DVD. Didn't, they didn't track triple doubles back then. I have the DVD of the 85 finals. And if you watch, if you watch how they played, they were just really good at shooting. Yep. But it was very slow. It's very kind of methodical. They didn't really, they were so fundamentally sound, they... They were able to score, but it was slower than it is now. And then when you well, watch the athleticism that, that they have now, you know, that's that's what makes it so different. Yeah. When you then fast forward a little bit to Michael Jordan, there was a game I saw on ESPN Classic. This was maybe about 15, 20 years ago. And I hadn't seen much footage of, of Jordan before the 90s. If you watch Jordan... In the 80s, late 80s, when he had his athleticism to the roof, that guy was not human. He was a controlled flash. Like when they talk about when when Shaq called him the Dwayne Wade the flash, no. Michael Jordan was flash. He was so energetic, so much faster. So much. I mean, you're just watching him. You're getting tired. I can only imagine. Well, and he, trying and to... he can hold the ball in that one hand. You it's know, like... everything. The guy had <laughs> athleticism that no one's touched in, in in NBA, at least from what I've seen in NBA history, other than maybe to some degree a guy like Russell Westbrook when he's on, right? But Jordan was on all the time. It was it's 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 a different game from an athletic standpoint, and then the game got faster, and the guys are snipers now. Even guys that aren't like Steph Curry still are snipers. Steph Curry just happens to be the best sniper that we've ever seen. It's it's just <laughs> we we need to take advantage of this. If you're Adam Silver, take advantage of these amazing athletes and this amazing performances. And start focusing on and letting these guys know, guys, we need to figure out a way for you guys to be available and to play and to focus on building the brand. Build the brand. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, all these guys helped build the brand. The Dream Team built the brand. Don't pay attention to what's going on with what people are tweeting. Stop doing that stuff. Focus on the game. It's a great game. Let's start going back to the basics. You have Giannis, who is a phenomenal, amazing player. Put more stuff with that guy. Put put it more. Put more emphasis on building this with guys like him. But we want reality TV. We want this trash TV, and we we, we need to get rid of it. We need to get rid of it and start focusing on the good stuff. Well, definitely Megas, there's freaking good... 69 megas already showing up. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, 60, but 69 mega never subscribed, so they're gone. They're out of here. Yeah, because it's not human. Well, we know that. We don't have any ability to uh, delete people from the... We could make this a subscriber-only chat, which I don't want to. Not We're not going point. to your freaking site. Yes, 69 <laughs> mega. But yes, I understand they are bots, but I joke when I say that I wish they would subscribe. So, yeah. Be that as it may. But once again, the Lakers do win 116-103. to 103. Great having everybody aboard. You guys have been tremendous a lot, a lot again. What's going to happen this week, everybody? 
Well, they do get several days off. Watch Their next Twitter. game is Friday at 7.30. And, of course, we're going to be here for that. That's going to be against the San Antonio Spurs. And we'll be here around 10 p.m. Pacific time after the game to go ahead and talk about it. Plus, join our live watch party Friday night, 7.30. Laker Tom, Joe Soro, they're going to be there. Hopefully, Sean will be there, too. Hopefully, you will be there. Had a actually a, a lot of great people there tonight in the chat room at Lakers Fast Break on playback.tv. Go ahead and sign up for free today. Jordan Brown says two more games, Joe, two more games. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I will say right now, we've got some things planned for you this week. You don't have to have a buffer or some time off on the Lakers Fast Break because we got, of course, our weekly NBA observation show that we're going to do on Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific for NBA observations where we touch on not just the Lakers, but everything going on in the NBA. And on Wednesday, don't be late for class, everyone, because Wednesday, as the dean of what's going on here at Lakers Fast Break, I am instituting Professor Joe Soro to give a class, a symposium, on nothing, none other than something he likes to touch on, the Chris Paul trade. So that class will be in session. The actual Chris Paul trade will be discussed in detail what was, what could have been by Professor Joe Soro. And I'm hoping to get some more professors brought in as far as guest professors brought in. Hopefully we'll be able to do that as well. But that's Wednesday. So Wednesday, looking forward to that. Also, again, Tuesday for NBA Observation Show. Really, truly appreciate everyone in the chat room. You guys have been tremendous as always. The best Lakers chat room that's out there can be found right here on YouTube at the Lakers Fast Break. Well, if you have any questions for us on Twitter, you can always find some good stuff at Laker Tom. Of course, at Joe Soro 5 on Twitter. You can always go ahead and check us out here at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Lakers Fast Break if you have any questions on YouTube. And of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Big shout-out again for the folks who joined us for our live watch party. Big shout-out for Evolving Cause, a.k.a. Mask Up, on Twitter, who always sends some good things and sends us some love on Twitter as well. And, of course, everybody who gives us a shout-out on the email. Looking forward to that. But once again, the Lakers do win 116-103 to 103 and a great performance by both AD and Lonnie Walker IV. We are looking forward to Tuesday night when we have some NBA observations. Will a trade be done by then? Who knows? Who knows? Got several days off, Rob Palenka. This is your opportunity. Of course, Laker Tom is shaking his head. Yes. We'll see what happens. But Tuesday will be the right trade. There will be a trade this week. The question is, which trade will it be? And which team will do it? That's another thing. Remember, there I don't are actually, trust Rob until I see something. There are 29 other teams in the league besides well, the Lakers. Man, if he could just do the obvious, he can come out as a winner. I could see I could see a trade done by Charlotte and Miami and, and Lakers. See, I told you there was a trade, Gerald. I told you. There will be a trade. There will be a trade this week. Okay. All right. We'll see. But I'm hoping so because, again, we cannot let – got to release the pressure, play. even something, even if it's a – Piece of crap trade. They're going to yeah. do something. We cannot let them have a top three pick. Absolutely not. We cannot let them have a top three pick in the draft. Absolutely would be killer. Oh, especially no. number one. I oh. tell you, oh. I do not want to. What is this now? We played 13 games. That means there's 69 left. Yes. 
69mega.com. 69 three-hour watch parties is going to be very tough if they do not make a trade. 69 more times of Laker Tom screaming at the uh, television. So there you go. Streaming at the screaming at the stream. And Joe Soro screaming they at cannot, the stream. They cannot have the Lakers go through a tanking season. It's impossible. No, no. Tom's face, according to email, looks like he had a makeup. Uh, oh, it's all flushed because he was shouting so much during the during the game. So you got to go ahead and join us for that. Once again, that's at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Join us for that on Friday night. But we'll see you Tuesday night for NBA Observations. Once again, simblades.com if you want your lawn transformed like no other in the Southern California area. Also as well, lakersball.com. Give those great guys and gals a shout out over there. Thank you so much to the best chat room that's available and out there in Lakers land right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sor- oh, oh, Jordan says he still says the Lakers make the playoffs. Positive thinking. We like that. We like that indeed. I don't think that New Orleans would want that pick, so that's good. That's good enough for us. Got to be said. See you guys. Have a good night. Everybody have a good night. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you Tuesday for our NBA Observation Show right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.